This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, September 22nd, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man ready to rep the Royal for BYU football's 2020 home opener, Jerem Jordan. I thought we were both wearing this today, but you wore it yesterday. I'll wear it today. I love this shirt. This is great. This is a great game day shirt. If you don't have it yet, you can get it at the BYU store. It's got the fight song with Cosmo's face. These are the two greatest combination things since, uh, you know, bacon and cheeseburgers from Wendy's or something. But uh, this is awesome. Also this morning, BYU Equipment tweeted out the following. Remember what happened the last time we took the field in our Royal on Royal Uni combo? Mm. Is this a reveal that Saturday BYU is wearing Royal on Royal? I think so, right? That's what it feels like. And uh, the last time BYU did uh, Royal on Royal, it went well. So I am very excited about this. I love the combinations that BYU has. It's not as many as Boise State and Oregon, but it's pretty good. And uh, I, the Royal just, it just looks great. It pops. Royal on Royal on the Boise Blue Field resulted in... Perfection for Zach Wilson. How about yeah, that? Yeah, the best and worst thing to ever happen to Zach. <laughs> it's awesome to do something great, but then people expect that again. So and that's, I think we, that's the trouble with greatness. I think we opted to not have me wear the shirt today because I know how much you love wearing the same shirt on this show. I do love wearing the same shirt. In fact, every morning I text mm-hmm. you, I say, hey, let's mm-hmm. wear this. And you just never do it, which yeah, is really disappointing. Coordinate those shirts, man. This is no coordinator's corner. We know that. Our show lineup is coordinated, that's for sure. We're reuniting with former MTV star, BYU offensive line coach, and the current offensive coordinator for Troy, Ryan Pugh. My one-on-one with BYU safety, Zane Anderson. Could the senior come back for a sixth year in 2021? Plus, Wait, wouldn't our, it be seven? Or would it be seven years? I think this is a sixth year. Wow. I'll check that. How about that? Plus our prop picks recap and a top five Tuesday Focusing on the best second games of a football season. Because, you know, BYU is finally approaching their second game of this season. This is a sixth year. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football returned to full team practices yesterday in preparation for Troy. Baylor Romney listed as the backup quarterback in the depth chart, Jaron Hall third. Interesting. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes also told coordinator's corner. Zionic Finau is two to three weeks away from rejoining the running backs after tearing his ACL last season. And Kavik Fonua and... Uh, receiver Miles Davis could move from safety and receiver to help with the running back depth. So some reinforcements after Jackson McChesney out for the year, Hinkley Ropati out for the year, a guy that people don't know, but that he would have been in the mix to get carries at that number three or four spot. So two guys down now, of course, they would chronicle the transfers, but BYU responding with Kavik Fonua back to running back. And Sione Finau, get better, man. Let's do this. BYU junior quarterback Zach Wilson confirming he had COVID-19 over the summer. Zach expounded that he and several teammates contracted the virus after getting together for a team bonding night. That's not what he said. Is that what we're calling it? Wilson said he felt sick for four days. He and any other players who test positive for COVID-19 are considered exempt for 90 days, although they are continuing testing. Zach commented he and his teammates are doing their best to wear their masks now and practice other safety measures with urgency on playing football. Understandable. I mean, he's ready to live alone, for crying out loud. More on this in a moment. 
Taysom Hill and the Saints lost to the Raiders, surprisingly, in the debut of Allegiant Stadium, where BYU could open, or will open, rather, the 2021 season against Arizona. Perhaps the first game in that stadium with fans. We'll see. 34-24, the final of the Raiders-Saints game. Hill had only two carries for eight yards. Did not get as many touches as, I think, everyone expected. Hill and the Saints played Jamal Williams and Taysom's former team, the Packers, Sunday night. Former BYU football standout Ziggy Ansah signs with the San Francisco 49ers per Ian Rappaport. A one-year deal worth $3 million. Ziggy recorded two and a half sacks, two fumble recoveries, and 18 tackles with the Seahawks. He joins former BYU linebacker Fred Warner on that vaunted San Francisco defense that's not looking so vaunted anymore. Ansa signing a result of two San Francisco linemen, Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas, both having season-ending injuries. Rough stuff in the Bay. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's a quarterback's world, and we're just living in it. Remember when we joked about BYU TMZ, Jerem, and how we needed to have that portion in BYU Sports Nation? We don't need to have that. Well, guess what? Zach Wilson made his way to BYU TMZ, kind of. Just TMZ. The actual TMZ. And it's because of what he said yesterday. If you haven't heard it, listen to this. I think I got it from me and some of my buddies having a a little uh, you know, neighborhood. We had a bunch of the football guys over and we were just having a little gambling night, you know, having some fun. And you know, personally for me, you know, I'm kinda like, you know, what Kirk Cousins said a little bit. I know he got harped on for it, but you know, I'm not I would rather play football than ever worry about any of that kind of stuff. You know, I, I wear a mask to respect those around me. I'm technically exempt right now because I already I already had it back, you know, whatever. So I'm in my ninety days still, so um, I'm exempt until the Law Tech game. I personally got to, you know, find a spot for myself to live on my own. You know, that's not really anything the coaches can do. I know they, they want to urge that, but that's something that we have to do. And so um, if we really want to play this season without any issues, I probably got to go find somewhere else to live so that if any of my roommates get it, I'm not stuck and, and I'm out. Okay, there's some and, and to stuff be fair, to unpack there. To be fair, those were three different comments we played in one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we put for together that, that little montage. Yep. Uh, Zach Wilson took some heat for some of the things that he said, Jerem. Is there anything wrong with what Zach Wilson said yesterday? Well, gambling is a negative buzzword with this demographic, right? We don't know whether that was Starburst and Skittles, but I'm guessing it wasn't. Who Jolly knows? Ranchers. Who, who knows, right? This, uh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, his experience isn't the same as those who have had uh, maybe a more serious version, right, of ha- getting covid um, so yeah, you have to be careful, but you, you should be able to say what you want to say, but it doesn't mean that you can, uh, not have the reaction that you don't want. Right. Um, so Zach, Zach got, uh, uh, ripped a little bit in the media. TMZ is like, oh, this guy, uh, has the same opinion as Kirk Cousin and whatnot. And that's fine. Zach has the right to say that. Is it wrong? I mean, it depends how you feel about COVID, I guess. Um, he, he said what he said. He said how he felt. He wants to avoid contact tracing. I think that's a good option. If I'm Zach Wilson, I do live on my own because that way I'm, I'm good to go. And hopefully the contract tracing I have is in the facility and I'm, and I'm staying distant or whatever because it'd be nice to have to uh, play games if BYU does without players that it's not – some of the key players, right? And I'm sure BYU has this all planned out. BYU did clarify later that he is still getting tested, um, that he's not just walking in, hey, I had it, so I'm good. Like, he's still getting tested like everybody else. So that's good. I, 
I don't know that he said anything wrong, but he cer- certainly stirred the pot uh, with uh, saying, revealing that he had COVID. That's not a bad thing. He, that's his yeah. choice to say yeah. what's going on with his health, right? There's HIPAA laws with other people saying about you and whatnot, but I, I don't know that he said anything wrong. I, I think this audience is going to think that gamble, the gambling thing, we don't know what was gambled. I've always appreciated how forthright and open Zach has been with the media whether it's about football or about things going on in his personal life. And so, yeah, I, I have a measure of respect for that. I'm not going to say that he said anything wrong because it's Zach's prerogative to say what's on his mind and in his heart. Now, I know that, that there doesn't are mean some, it's right or wrong, though. Well, it's like, all like, about who it's all about your paradigm. The person like, do you do you live within the culture of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Then maybe you have issue with things. If you don't, and there is a majority of people that don't in the world and in America, that look at this and say, what's the big deal? Like, why, why is BYU making an issue of this? I don't know that BYU is. I think some people... Why are BYU fans? Or yeah. who, who, why is anybody making an, an issue with this? And it's, it's all part of a bigger cultural phenomenon happening right now where if you say something, there's a very good chance that... You're going to offend somebody and other people will agree with you and take your side. That's just the culture and the world that we live in. For me, I don't have any problem with what Zach Wilson said because we jump to conclusions as a society. Like, I don't know what his gambling night included. Like you said, could have been for candy for crying out loud. We don't know, even if it were for money, whatever. Yeah, I doubt it was. It does not matter so don't jump to conclusions if zach wants to answer specifics ask him the question and let him do that but i don't, doubt he'll be available for a little but while don't just like <laughs> jump to a conclusion and say oh man he's going off the deep end they're hosting gambling COVID 19 parties and and to be clear this was months ago by the way uh, it's just not, not a week ago. Not, oh, was this the reason that BYU didn't get to play Army? I had not, somebody ask me that yesterday. Not saying that makes it okay or not, right? Just it was a while back. Um, I, I think to some degree people are still gathering. It's what, just whether you're doing it responsibly, right? And, and that's, that was the fear I think initially was like, whoa, was this recently? And yeah, was this why BYU didn't play Army? And it's like, no. This was in the spring, in the summer, right? It, it was a while ago. So, and, and let's be honest. Zach said, hey, I had COVID. We'd be crazy naive to think he's the only one on the team that's had it. Just by sheer numbers in a subset of 100 people, how many people, you know what I mean? Airborne disease. So, so like, you'd think that there are more dudes on the team that have had it, and had it prior to the Army situation. So, it, you know what? Let's go. BYU's back practicing, uh, you know, Zach said what he said. Let's play Troy and let's let's watch some football. I just don't understand why it becomes such an issue. If he feels a certain way, like Kirk Cousins about it, then he's entitled to have that opinion. Right, and you so are the dis- people on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. You can disagree and still be humane and normal about it and have decent tone. But the Not problem, on social media. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the vit- not the nature of social media. It's a slippery slope, yeah. the vitriol. We're always <laughs> looking for, oh, how can we push the boundary? How can we push the edge on social media? Personally, I don't have any issue with what Zach Wilson said, although I might not agree with everything. He can have a say, fine by me. And he acknowledged that there was a teacher that he was close with um, from Corner Canyon that's in the ICU d- dealing with um, COVID. So he acknowledges, hey, there are other people. And he, he said, said he, he said, I wear masks. Out of respect, respect to other people. other people. Yeah. 
See, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. Okay, topic two. BYU's ranked 18th in the AP poll, rated highly by Pro Football Focus as the top uh, team grade this season so far. Top offense, top five in several other categories. Third best chance of winning out. All of this sounds really nice, right? Is this deserved or is it just poison? It's deserved through one game. What has BYU done in the one game that we've seen them play in 2020 to make us think otherwise? Now, we will have more material to observe and break down after game number two against Troy, and then we can revisit this question. But right now, through the one game, based on everybody that's played and what Navy did, and they won a game on Saturday, and we're looking at strength of schedule now, those things matter. Yeah, it's deserved. Let's, let's see what BYU does in game number two, and then we can see how deserved the poison or hype is moving forward. But right now, what has BYU done with their one game and with all of the offseason talk about the offensive line and returning experience to make us think otherwise? I'm fine with it after one game, and I am positive the coaches are screaming at them, led by Eric Mateos, not to drink any of the media poison. But right now, in my position where I am, having seen what they did, one game, yeah, it's deserved. Yeah, low volume, uh, but it, enjoy the journey, right? Uh this is this is great. Everything's going great right now, um, and and enjoy it while you while you have it. You know, um, I, that's a life lesson. Live in the moment, but also plan for the future. So, it, uh, it's probably mostly I'm enjoying it. But I th- I think um, to think that this is sustainable at that level is is pretty naive, right? BYU's not going to win every game by 52. They're not going to rush for 300. That was an incredible performance, almost perfect. So I'm excited to see what this team can do. It's been a, it's been a little layoff. Let's see what they can do against Troy, who is, a, uh, I think, a better team than Navy. We'll see when the season ends. But Troy looked impressive against everyone, beats them, Middle Tennessee. <laughs> I'm excited to watch this game. Uh, but, so yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying this, but uh, there's a little bit of poison to this, a little, little bit of poison. BYU deserves what they've earned. It's one game. But this is the home of the September peak, like I talked about yesterday. I don't want this to be as good as it gets. I, I hope that it gets better because if this is, uh, if this is the best it gets, it, it was pretty good, but it was only one game. Now, when you refer to the September peak, is that in the Independence era? Or yeah. Is that... Yeah. Okay. Ten-plus years ago, that's a totally different BYU football program. That's, not even, that's a nationally relevant seasons, sure, top 25s, offensive players in the, the NFL, uh, you know, awesome. Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams helping with that. But, yeah, no, it's an independence. BYU's done jack squat in October, November, December um, in terms of getting ranked and, ma- you know, m- like massive wins later. BYU's done an excellent job of starting the season with some nice wins, getting some notoriety, getting ranked. That's awesome. But did, I, I fear, I fear that – I, I don't want to be the dude that goes on one date and goes, oh, this could be wifey. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How, can we play more games before we evaluate that? Isn't like, that how it always starts, excessive. though, in marriage? Isn't that how it always starts? It's, uh, that's a very strong reaction. Yeah, it's like, how yeah, about, how about we date way. each other for like a year? Yeah, I felt that see. way about my wife the first time I met her. I thought, whoa. this What is, a wonderful story that this, should be on Hallmark. This, this is, great. is next level. Like, I'm talking football. Like, wait. Wait, let's play like, I don't know, four, five, six, seven, eight games, and then let's see what we really are. Okay. And I said a year. The world is like, date for years, right? Yeah, I want more volume before I go. Dude, this is, BYU's legit. They had like a legit performance, no doubt. It was awesome. I'm enjoying that. I'm loving it. I just don't want it to be the peak. Life and football are full of attrition. 
injuries, bad things happen, relationships get derailed, things like that. But sometimes it all comes together, and you end up getting married, and it is some, it is something special, right? Yeah, yeah. but it hasn't hopefully, been an independence. Hopefully, it, it is. hasn't once. BYU's had some nice dates, but they've they've not <laughs> they've not. Hopefully, it is had a successful, lasting season that mattered. All right, we'll get to our question of the day a little bit later. In the meantime, two guest day. We have a lot to do. Okay, let's go. Uh, coming up, will Baylor Romney start again this season? And the former MTV star, current offensive coordinator for Troy, and a former BYU offensive line coach, Ryan Pugh, reunites with BYU Sports Nation. Does he miss us as much as we miss him? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us for BYU football with Kalani Stake tonight, 8.30 Eastern on the app. The coach discusses the layoff, Troy, plus conversations with Gunnar Romney, Isaiah Kabusi, and a deep blue on Malik Moore tonight, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV app. We are doing it live in the Studio B, and this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Cannot wait for this next segment because it features... One of our favorite people to ever grace the desk here in Studio B. He is the current offensive coordinator for Troy University, Ryan Pugh, back on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom. Ryan, it is reuniting time, and it feels so good. How are you, man? I'm doing great, guys. It's so good to be back. Uh, See you guys are just picking up where I left off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, We're trying, man. We're we're doing our best here in studio. Uh, Do you miss us as much as we miss you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I enjoyed all the times and opportunities I got to come on your show and and that experience alone uh, for any coach, any player. uh, It's definitely unique to BYU. And it's something that I think is not only helped me in my career, but just in general as person and and dealing with any type of media and and being able to go live is always um, it's always fun. Well, you were here for the one year in 2018 as the offensive line coach, and I thought, ah, I really hope we can keep Ryan for at least one more year. Um, you, you bounced for an awesome opportunity at Troy as the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach. And, and the reason is, one, you're from Alabama, but two, you have a, a deep connection with Chip Lindsey and I think your dad and Alabama high school football, right? That's right. Uh, Chip and I uh, met my senior year of high school, uh, I was leaving, graduating, headed to Auburn when he came in to Hoover High School as the offensive coordinator. And then uh, I think he stayed one year at Hoover High School. Then he goes to Lasseter High School in, in Marietta, Georgia. My dad had retired in the state of Alabama after um, 25, 27 years. And Chip asked him to go with him. Uh, so dad went with him and we linked back up. He followed me. I was, we had just got let go at Auburn in 2012 and he goes in 2013. Um, and then here we are today, just great relationship, great friendship um, over the years. And, and just really thankful to him for the opportunity he's given me. One game down, you take care of Middle Tennessee 47-14 as the offensive coordinator. Now you get to face BYU. What is this week like emotionally as you prepare for BYU and to reunite with several of your former staff members and guys that you recruited? I think there's a, a lot of different emotions. I've I felt them you know, sporadically throughout the few months that we've been leading up to this game, really hoping that we can keep everything healthy, keep both teams healthy, get to the game on Saturday. Those emotions, 
the emotions of seeing uh, coaches and players that you worked with before and coached and also my players there are a lot of my guys are asking me and the coaching staff asking me about BYU um, you know that just brings back a lot of really good memories for us um, as a family and then me as a coach but really just focused on um, our game plan here at Troy trying not to get caught up in the emotions of the game uh, certainly it's going to be a, a exciting day for myself and our team coming up there. Obviously, the connection with uh, Jeff Grimes is a strong one. Uh, he coached you at Auburn, and you were together at other stops uh, on the way with Jeff, leading to this point, including BYU here. In fact, uh, Gregor Bell asked Jeff Grimes yesterday on Coordinator's Corner about you. And the Trojans OC, Coach Jeff Grimes, is your former protege and good buddy, Ryan Pugh. Um, not my good buddy this week. <laughs> <laughs> Are you equally not his good buddy this week, Brian? I guess so. You know, I didn't get that vibe from him, but I see that he is—he's definitely kicked me to the curb this week. Uh, I guess I'll block his phone number now so that he can't reach out to me, talk to me at all. You know, if he—if he wants to play hardball, I guess we can play hardball and try to maintain our friendship through this game, but yeah, I see that him taking the first shot. I'm, I'm now on the defensive side of the, the conversation here. So, but no, I think obviously I hope and, and know that he's being, being facetious. I think that it's obviously in jest. And then we're just, for us, it, it is an, I guess not an awkward time, but it's definitely a time where um, you can have some cat and mouse. You can have uh just normal conversation and we talk so regularly anyways that this week is probably going to be no different but understanding there's a focus and a game at the end of the week that we're going to be on opposing sidelines for the first time in our career and I think that's going to be something obviously that's going to bring a lot of emotion to the game is it going to be weird that you are calling plays for one team and he is calling plays for the other on offense this is this is pretty wild right yeah, it, it's definitely something I've thought about. Obviously, um, we're excited to, to come up there and feel good about our team here at Troy. Uh, feel like there's opportunity to match up well with BYU. Um, BYU looked great in the first game against Navy. Um, having known a lot of those guys on that side of the ball, I think that helps in our preparation. But at the same time, a lot of new faces that um, were there but maybe didn't get to play. Uh, when when I was coaching there, and certainly um, they're going to be ever-changing, evolving as a defense. I think you can see that in the first week and just really uh, impressed by the defense just watching the Navy game. When you watched what BYU's offensive line did against Navy, what kind of emotions were you experiencing because of the ties you have, not just with Jeff, just with Jeff Grimes, but with guys that you coached in 2018? Well, I didn't even watch the offense, so I just turned the television off when the offense went on the field so I didn't have to talk to Jeff about how the <laughs> offensive line did. Um, no, I'm kidding. They look good. You know, that was it was fun to see how those guys have grown and, and matured as players and come together as a unit. Obviously, I mean, most all of those players played for us uh, in 2018 when I was there, and so um, certainly was excited to see the success they've had and, and really – now that they're hopefully healthy, um, you know, ready to go this week. 
Let's talk about your offense. Obviously, uh, Gunnar Watson uh, had, a, had a nice game, uh, the sophomore quarterback. Khalil McClain, really impressive, multiple touchdowns. B.J. Smith back after uh, an injury that he only played in two games last year at running back. Tell us about your offense, your style, some of the playmakers to watch. I think at Troy, we want to be explosive first and foremost. We want to be able to push the ball vertically down the field in the passing game, um, stretch the field horizontally, make the defense play every inch of space on the field. Um, we want to play with good tempo. We want to play mistake-free. Obviously, we want to be able to get our quarterback in the best situation to throw the football down the field. Um, but really, our whole focus goes around getting the ball, like you said, in playmakers' hands. And so we're going to identify the guys for us uh, that can make plays on offense and get them in as much space um, as possible, as, as often as possible. And so that's certainly our our MO and what we do on offense. You, you already talked about Khalil McLean and BJ Smith. I think Kalen Geiger, Reggie Todd, Trey Eford, those guys, uh, Kamani Vidal, all the weapons on offense that, that we have and that are returning from last year. Um, I think that's what's exciting. And then Gunner being able to get his first career start last week on the road uh, was a big, was a big deal for him and, and our football team. And he showed some really, some good toughness there. And, and we had some youth up front um, as far as experience goes. Um, those guys being able to get their first start. So it, a lot to build on. It's always easier to build on things uh, after a win, but certainly got plenty to, to correct, plenty to get better at on offense. And we're, we're excited about the challenge we have this week ahead of us uh, with BYU's defense. And I think our, our young men, they'll be prepared um, and, and they'll be excited to go when they get there. We're talking with Troy Offensive Coordinator Ryan Pugh on BYU Sports Nation. You mentioned the BYU defense. What is the most challenging thing about facing BYU's defense after you watch film and because you have some background on what they do? I think the the biggest thing is they're always in position. Uh, They play extremely hard. They're physical, uh, no doubt about that. Having known those guys, you understand their athletic abilities and, and their skill sets, and you understand when you watch the tape um, what Coach Tuiaki, Coach Lamb, Coach Alt, Satake, all those guys, Preston, Gennaro, what they're doing to try to play to their strengths. I think they do an unbelievable job of playing to their strengths on defense, um, understanding the challenge we have in front of us, but just the physicality in which they play, the the speed that you saw on the field on, on Labor Day night when they played Navy, Seeing those guys really disciplined football, man. They, they're not they're not out of position. You don't see a lot of uh, mistakes by them. They get lined up well, and they rotate a lot of guys in there. You know that's the thing. There's a lot of depth uh, on that defense, and certainly is going to be a tremendous challenge for us. But um, we'll be up to it. On the Troy side, defensively, 106 takeaways since 2016 is second in the country during that span. What is it about this Troy defense that is so good? They, they are a lot like us on offense and, and on defense, very opportunistic, very uh, try to limit the big plays, um, use play to our strengths, use our speed on defense, um, really be sound. And then I think our, our defensive coordinator, Brandon Hall, and all of our assistant coaches on defense, they do a great job of emphasizing the importance of taking the ball away and getting the ball back for us on offense. I think that's huge. When you can win the turnover margin each week, you're going to have an opportunity uh, to win the field position, and then that's going to lead to more wins and on the scoreboard. And so 
just playing team football, defense playing off of the offense and the offense playing off the defense because we all know that we would love to score uh, 47 plus points every week and have our defense score uh, as well and play great on special teams. But there's going to be those games where one side of the ball is struggling and we got to pick up the slack for them or they've got to pick up the slack for us. And so uh, just continuing to play team football, but play with a lot of great energy. I think that's the thing um, that's going to be so exciting the, uh, Saturday night when we come up to BYU and Provo. Uh, you saw a team that played against Navy that had to bring their own energy with no one in the stands, and they did a tremendous job of that. And very similar situation for us last week um, at, in Murfreesboro, playing Middle Tennessee, a reduced capacity. Um, you know, I joke with my guys, friends and family only. And so it's um, <laughs> you get you've got to bring a lot of energy, and and sometimes that's easy to do when you get a lead, when you get ahead, um, and and you can really be positive about everything but i think when adversity strikes and how we respond to that and continuing to fight through with such positive energy and and great leadership from our team and coaching staff um that's going to be a, a really fun atmosphere to see uh two teams whose programs are really energetic on the sidelines ryan what a great opportunity we've had to catch up with you uh, always nice to talk i hope you know that outside of this week we're the biggest troy fans like jeff grimes and uh, we wish the best to you, your wife, your two kids, uh, health and safety, and can't wait to see you in Provo, man. Well, I appreciate you guys. And if you guys want to do a pregame radio show, the last time I did that was against Wisconsin, as you guys know. And so if, if we can pull that off in Provo this week to set us up for some great success Saturday night, that would be wonderful. I'd love to catch up with you guys. <laughs> Not this week, brother. Not this week. <laughs> Hey, great hey, stuff, man. It's all right. I, I'm a BYU fan every other week except this week as well, man. Right on. We love it. Tell you, we'll see you in Provo. Safe travels. See you guys. Appreciate it. Ryan P on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. He's great. Like, there, there have been a lot of coaches who come through and we establish relationships or not. Um, but with Ryan, we established a strong one. He was great, man. And they scored 17 points off those turnovers, by the way, last week. They were yeah, awesome. it's one thing to create turnovers. It's another to turn those into points. Right. Coming up, senior safety Zane Anderson on the challenge of defending Ryan Pugh's offense. And how is BYU's running backs room getting a boost in depth? And they needed one at that. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. You know what doesn't hit your budget, Spencer? Hmm. A free app. Oh, That's what BYU TV and BYU Radio have. Free apps. You can catch BYU Sports Nation Coordinator's Corner, app for the reviews, Satake Show, games, all kinds of great content. BYU TV, BYU Radio, free apps, baby. I'm holding out hope for a free lunch today, Jerem. <laughs> we'll discuss details after. I know the answer. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. This is BYU Sports Nation, and it is time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Baylor Romney is listed as a backup quarterback on the depth chart this week. Will he start a game at some point this season? No. Limited games, and I'm sticking to the positive thinking of Zach Wilson remaining healthy all season. Baylor Romney will play. He already did against Navy and was productive. But I don't think he's going to start a game. Are you positive about that? Uh, I believe that Baylor Romney, uh, hopefully he doesn't, because then something went wrong. Uh, one of the three eyes happened. Inconsistency, injury, or ineptitude. Jeff Grimes said BYU sophomore running back Sione Finau is two to three weeks from returning from a season-ending injury. 
Do you expect him to have an impact upon his return this season? No way. No one does initially after coming back from an ACL. It's going to take him some time to get back to where he was. But he's the number three, uh, you know, the moment he gets back in practice probably. So hopefully he gets better soon. I hope BYU is not in a position where they feel the need to have to rush Sione back onto the field in an actual game. And that Lopini Katoa and Tyler Adjoe can just stay healthy. Go with the one-two punch. Taysom Hill had eight yards on two carries last night in the Saints' loss. Would Nola have won if Taysom had had more touches? Uh, obvi, Jerem. Yes. Get Taysom Hill the ball more. I don't know if it was the Raiders' game plan that took Taysom out of it or so, or the situation of New Orleans just trailing and they couldn't utilize Taysom how they wanted to. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders didn't do anything. He had a late catch. Michael Thomas not being there was a big deal. But Raiders just won, man. They looked good. 34 points against Saints. Jeez. Saints needed to show up, and they did not. But Raiders, you got to win the opener in the first game in the stadium. They did that. The Mountain West Conference is expected to vote this week on a possible return to play. I remember that. On October 24th. Hmm. Shocker to nobody. Which league will take the field first, the Mountain West or the Pac-12? I'll take who cares for 500, Alex. Uh, No, I hope both play and play soon. But it is weird that they're all going to play, you know, Big Ten included, and it's going to be late, and it's going to, yet they want to be included in bowl season and everything. So it's like, wait, you're late to this party. We're still going to let you in? Okay, cool. I do want all these teams to play, though. I just said it'd be great. Pac-12, Mountain West, sure. The Mountain West is going to take the field first. I just think that their plan is a little bit less complicated because they don't have a bunch of schools in California. Only one compared to the Pac-12 where things in California are very weird. Fresno and San Jose? Oh, yeah, that's right. Two. Maybe two? No, no, three. And San, San Diego State. My fault. My apologies. Three, but that changes still, your still not as many as the Pac-12. All right. On to prop picks, Jerem. When BYU doesn't have a game... We can always fall back on the Cougs in the NFL. And that's exactly what we did for our prop picks this week. (laughs) After Monday night shocker, we have results for week two. Standings going into the weekend. Jeremy had three points. I was tied with Jason Shepard with two points. And uh, we'll start with uh, the Taysom Hill-Jamal Williams situation. Okay, more yards. You scored a point. 63-8. to Jamal dominated in that. Yeah, Jamal didn't have that many carries, but he was really good when he did touch the ball for Green Bay against a bad Detroit defense, which is why I went with Jamal. Everyone gets a point on the second pick as we all chose Fred Warner to have more tackles than Kyle Van Noy. 12 to KVN's 4. Daniel Sorensen of the Chiefs by 6-plus with the Chargers cover. Uh, Chiefs won by 3 in OT, so Chargers covered. Uh, Chiefs won, but so did the Chargers. See what I did there? Vegas knows. Vegas knows. For the second week in a row, we have a push on one of our picks. My Cincinnati Bengals scored 30 points and lost. And Jerem Seahawks gave up exactly 30, so no points awarded there. And everyone gets points for the over-under on two-and-a-half cheeseburgers in the postgame <laughs> for Andy Reid. Yes. <laughs> Updating the scoring. Jerem and me tied now, five points. Jason trails by one with four. More picks coming Friday as we get back to an actual game week and more BYU picks when they face Troy. Okay, coming up, Top 5 Tuesday features the best wins in Game 2 of seasons. And my one-on-one with Zane Anderson is the sixth-year senior coming back for a lucky gulp seventh year, as Jerem pointed out after this COVID exception, is BYU Sports Nation. He's nodding his head. Does that mean yes? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Have further review returns tonight. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon. They break down the X's and O's between the Cougars and Troy Trojans. That's tonight, 7 Eastern, BYU Media. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in the studio. Bizzle. The Zane train is the focus of our one-on-one BYUSN all-access interview today. A guy who has overcome several significant injuries. He's back, healthy, and frankly just reveling in playing football in 2020. Here's my one-on-one with BYU senior safety, Zane Anderson. The Zane train, what did you do last Saturday while you were not playing Army in West Point, New York? Um, man, I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> I went for a run in the morning. Uh, we worked out here in the morning. I went for a run up the canyon, and then I watched football all day. That was, that was my Saturday. Um, it was frustrating. We couldn't be able to play those guys, but um, it is what it is with this coronavirus stuff. As it stands, you're 1-0. We move into late September. BYU is ranked number 18 in the AP poll, the highest ranking that BYU has enjoyed since 2014. What do you think of the top 25 recognition, albeit in a scenario where only seven of the 10 conferences are currently playing or scheduled to play? Yeah, I mean, I think it is what it is. I think that's for the fans. Um, I think it's something we need to take lightly as players and as, as coaches and um, it really doesn't mean a whole lot, I think, especially right now in these times. And um, while it is an honor, we're on there and stuff. We just got to throw it out the window because we got a lot of work to do and um, some some good teams that we need to play. And um, at the end of the season, we can look back and 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 smile and shake our heads and uh, show our gratitude for our, the national rank. But right now, it's just it's just a rank. We need to keep working, and uh, we've got a lot of games on the schedule. Like you said, it's for the fans and the talking heads in Studio B, right? Yep, exactly. (laughs) You guys enjoy that. (laughs) Oh, we are. We absolutely are. (laughs) Zane, what's the number one scouting report for Troy after you watch the Trojans beat up on Middle Tennessee? Because you can focus on those guys. We we can talk about Troy. Yeah, Um, they're a really good team. Um, They've they've showed that they can win a lot of big games in the past few years. and they've got a really capable offense. They, uh, they're they really a uh, good passing team. They've got some really good receivers and a quarterback that can throw the ball. Um, and so we're going to be we're going to be on our uh, our cues because um, it's going to be a it's going to be a good challenge for us. And I think we're really excited for it. We didn't get challenged much in Navy. Um, the everyone else kind of handled it up front and they did a really good job. And so now it's our time to shine and, uh, and show what we're capable of. <clears throat> 19 days between games by the time you roll into the Troy game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday night, which always brings up the rust versus rest. But the impression I get is that everyone's just super thirsty and hungry to play football again. Uh, So how do you view the rest versus rust versus just let us play scenario? Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish we could play every every week um, with some of these circumstances in Lallis, but um, I think that's the whole team as well. I think we all want to play um, every single game. Um, I don't think anybody likes sitting out. I, as fun as it is uh, watching all the games on and being a fan on a Saturday, um, it's it's way funner playing in a game. And so that was my thing on Saturdays. I just wanted to play. I was I was pretty frustrated watching some games, and I watched the art. Or, and and so yeah, it was tough. But um, um, it's just something we're gonna have to deal with and. Oh, no question. The, the frustration is real. 
But you mentioned you did watch football all day. You watched Navy complete that comeback. Uh, yeah. Does Navy winning that game in any way make you and the team feel better about what you did in Annapolis to open the season? Yeah, absolutely. I turned on that game um, in the first half, and I was like, shoot. They were kind of getting beat down. And then at halftime, they, they must have lit a fire on them or something because they came out swinging. And so – and they came back and won, and that really does that helps us. Um, it, it helps us show that that's a bigger win for us when we when we beat them like that. And uh, so I hope that they win uh, the rest of the season. Um, they're a good football program. We really respect them. Well, now you have the national spotlight on Saturday night uh, with Troy coming to town, and really BYU because you're the only team in the West playing. It's it's all eyes on you if people want to watch late football. What type of atmosphere do you anticipate in the stadium with 6,000 fans watching you play, not to mention, you know, hundreds of thousands of people across the country? Oh, it's going to be beautiful. Um, we always love playing in the Bell Edwards. Um, a night game, it's going to be fun. Um, even though there's only 6,000 fans, we've, we've, we've kind of uh, um, developed this thinking that we need to bring our own energy to games. Um, We've seen that in the past when we go into other team stadiums and kind of take it over. Um, and that's just like our message throughout this whole season is we're going to go and whether we're playing at home or they're playing away, um, it's, it's, we just got to take over the stadium and use our energy um, to create a force. And so I think that's our plan head into this game and create some adversity for these guys. How's your health, not just from a COVID standpoint, but from recovering injuries standpoint? Good. Um, I feel really confident um, coming out of Navy game. I felt really healthy, and that's something I haven't felt in a long time. And so um, it was exciting, and I, and I think it helps my confidence um, on the field and um, just with injuries in the past. I've kind of been banged up after a few games just at the very start of the season. And so my uh, plan is to keep it like that, and uh, I feel really good. So I'm, I'm really excited. Well, it's great news for you and great news for BYU fans to hear that. And uh, with the COVID scenario still happening, your quarterback, Zach Wilson, mentioned that he legitimately is seeking out potentially a place to live by himself so he can avoid contact tracing and just stay focused on the season and not have to worry about catching COVID. Is this a common theme throughout the team or is this just a Zach Wilson thing? Um, for sure. I think everyone is, is to that point, too. I think everyone's bought in, but that's for sure just a Zach Wilson thing, too. Um, I think everyone's doing their part to to stay away from from outsiders to to social events, um, and living alone would be great. But I don't. I wish I had the money to be able to do that. <laughs> um, and I think, but I think that's kind of the message. Is obviously we all want to play, and we're all trying to do whatever we can to play. And so, um, if if it's moving houses, if it's trying to get somewhere alone, if it's sacrificing. I think everyone on the team is, is kind of bought in to do that. And, you know, I want to have a senior season more than anything. I didn't work out this hard all year just for, for nothing. And so I'm willing to do anything as well. And so and that's a lot of our guys. And so um, it's just taking things as it is, but trying to be careful as you can. Now, understandably, you of all people have had to wait a long time. And so every game really is precious to you. Then the NCAA rules that, well, they're not going to hold it against you if you want to come back and play in 2021. So I have to ask the question, Zane, is there any chance that the Zane train could be playing for BYU in 2021 against a schedule that includes seven power five opponents and Boise state? Uh, that schedule looks nice, man. I think it, after losing this season, uh, sacrificing our season for 
all these games and stuff. It's been hard, but I don't know, man. Taking things one thing at a time. I uh, just got to bottle out every game and see what happens. I can't give an gonna, answer. Yeah, I'm not going to complain about just the possibility <laughs> out there. So I'll, I'll keep my blue goggles on here, Zane. <laughs> we'll be thinking about uh, the Zane train potentially in 2021. But for now, let's give you some karma for uh, the Troy game. And uh, great to hear that you're doing well and the team's back together and uh, practicing normally. Go get it done against the Trojans, man. Good luck. Thanks, Spencer. Appreciate it, man. Great to have him healthy and leading the charge as one of those senior veteran leaders for the BYU defense. Yeah, Zane, it's great to have him back. And uh, here's to next year. Coming up, <laughs> Top 5 Tuesday. Plus a rise and shout-out to a behind-the-scenes hero for so many BYU athletes. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation continues with your daily reminder. Our show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. You can Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. As we approach the second game of the 2020 BYU football season, a Saturday night showdown with Troy, our Top 5 Tuesday looks back at the greatest second games in BYU football history. No one else will give you this list, I promise you. That. There are some classics, so let's count them down. Top 5 Tuesday presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Numero 5, 2019, last year at Tennessee. Oh my gosh, BYU trying to avoid no one to start for the first time since 95. Third down and six from the 20-yard line. 18 seconds left. Zach Wilson, find this guy! Micah Simon, 64 yards, sets up a game-tying field goal. To get to OT, Jake Oldroyd gets out his pitch and gets it in. Into OT we go. BYU ties it. And then in double OT. Into the end zone. Tyson Williams, the South Carolina Gamecock, who had already played there before, wins it for the Cougars. At number four, after an almost two-hour lightning-slash-weather delay, the hand of Voldemort came into the Velvet Stadium. <laughs> Taysom Hill on the BYU offense set the Texas defense on fire and got defensive coordinator Manny Diaz fired. He's at Miami now. He's all good. Blazing their way to 550 rushing yards, a record. Hill led the way with 259 on the ground. Jamal Williams added a cool 182. The Cougars running away with this game, 40-21, to upsetting the 16th-ranked Longhorns. Number three, a week after the Hail Mary at Nebraska in 2015, the Cougars hosted number 20, Boise State, down three, 38 yards away, fourth and seven, 51 seconds left. Tanner Mangum finds Mitchell Jurgens that, that time, and then later, Kainakua. Okay, this is the play, fourth and seven, We've seen this before. Mitchell Jurgens for the touchdown to go ahead. Then Kainakua with the ultimate exclamation point. Pick six, his third pick of the day. To the house where mom keeps the cookies. And BYU takes down Boise State. It's so loud and so amazing. At number two, the Texas two-step. Rewind to 2014 when BYU made the trip out to Austin. This was supposed to be the vengeance game for the Longhorns. Ha! Any hopes Texas had in shutting down Taysom Hill did not happen. BYU blowing out 25th-ranked Texas for a second year in a row behind three rushing touchdowns from Hill. BYU raced out to a 34-0 lead in the second half. Domination. This game, of course, delivered one of the great images for BYU football when Taysom Hill leaped 
his way into the end zone. Oh, it's so good. Whee! And at number one, a no-brainer, BYU beats number one Miami in 1990, helping Ty Detmer to the Heisman later that season. The Cougars were number 16. 406 passing yards, three touchdowns from Detmer. The Cougars took a 28-21 lead in the third, then had two takeaways in the fourth. Ty Detmer told us he rushed to the locker room, hoping to not miss Lavelle Edwards' speech after. No one was in the locker room. (laughs) This is the best win in BYU history. Miami finished a top three team that year. How about that? The top five second game no one. of the season. No one will do that. We're the only people who will do that list. I promise you that. What special things lie in store for, for Saturday night against Troy? Yeah. Let's go, man. Let's go. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Basically asking, uh, are you buying the hype or the poison? <laughs> As uh, BYU's coaches put it at C plus underscore outdoors went on Instagram answers. We have a habit of making hype into poison. <laughs> Always prefer to be playing as underdogs. Hope the team stays humble and hungry. If they do, there is no reason we fans won't come away happy with this Saturday's performance. Yeah. Hopefully it's a really nice performance. Again, uh, 6,000 fans in the stands. Troy, Troy is a threat though. Uh, I know that FBI says like 80 something percent win for BYU, but Troy's, Troy's sneaky, man. They, they have a good offense led by Ryan Pugh. They have some playmakers. Yeah. Uh, but if BYU plays like 60% of the way they played against Navy, they should win the game. Well, the 80% chance to win is similar to what BYU faced against South Florida and Toledo and Northern right. Illinois at home. Right, right. So there's that. Okay, today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. In case you missed it, BYU Athletics does this uh, – thing, the, the Athletes Journal. They had Carolyn Billings do it, who's the director of sports medicine at BYU. I knew that Carolyn had overcome cancer and was an amazing individual. I didn't know her whole story. It was unbelievable. Take a moment to go to BYUcougars.com and read about Carolyn Billings. She's a hero to so She's many BYU awesome. athletes. She is and great. Frankly, to us. Uh, Car- Carolyn is amazing. My rise and shout-out goes to the folks at the Air Force Academy who designed the Tuskegee Airmen uniforms those are awesome chills and i saw these and they go with the red i love it very very cool stuff the only red i'll like our thanks to today's guests ryan Pugh and zane anderson sorry to dennis pitta no time conversation continues 24 7 on twitter instagram facebook use the hashtag for jeremiah spencer shout out to evan pilgrim remember to watch after further review tonight 7 eastern live on the byu tv app go cougs